Hello and welcome to The Jerick Show. I, as always, am Javad Malik and alongside me, unfortunately, Quentin, he just took one look at this and he decided to not come back. But so I'm stuck again with my good colleague, Eric Crone. How are you doing, Eric? I'm doing pretty good. And it is a shame that Quentin decided to cut and run, but it's totally understandable too. <laughs> so great. So I, I'm not interested in how you are and, and anything like that. So what's the first story you got for us today? All right. First story I got for us today um, is a another ransomware attack. Uh, and I know we've talked about ransomware a little bit in the past. This particular one hit a uh, school district over our Labor Day weekend here in the U.S. We have the Labor Day weekend. Um and what's interesting about this is people don't often understand that sometimes these are very coordinated attacks. So the idea behind this is, I believe they got in there on a Thursday and they started kicking it off like as the weekend started. And the idea is that they know that people are going to be on vacation. They know you're going to be short staffed and they know that um, it, it's going to be harder to get people back in. Like your response time is going to be slower. And in this case, they also did it right before school started. And, um, you know, we've been dealing with this pandemic thing for a while now. And so school has already been delayed in a lot of places. And so here they are getting ready to open this school, dealing with the hybrid, you know, teachers are trying to do online classes and in-person sort of stuff and all that pressure. And now all of a sudden, all the resources go away. So they had to delay the opening of the school again. And this is all a tactic, though, that's made to or designed to um, add more pressure to the school administrators and such to maybe pay the ransom, um, something along those lines. So let's hear your color commentary there, sir. Yeah, no, I, I think this is a, a, a really interesting point about the timing. And if, if you've, especially people who work in marketing, timing plays a big role. So even if you send out a newsletter, there's lots of statistics you can gather on like, what's the best day of the week to send a, a newsletter and what, what's the best time during the day of the week. So if you send something on a Monday, you probably got a Monday morning, you're not going to get as many clicks, but send it on a Thursday afternoon and, you know, the, the click rates go up. And, you know, similar things for, for other things. What's the best time to tweet? What's the best time to write a blog post? Because it's all about attention and we're all trying to grab attention. Like you should never, ever do a video show and release it on Fridays. No, exactly. I mean, that's complete amateur hour. <laughs> Yeah. Unless you're wrapping up the week, in which case it makes no sense to do it on a Monday because you haven't had a week to do it. And, and last week, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, and you're right, though. I mean, timing is everything. It's like when we do our webinars, we we never do a live webinar on a Monday or a Friday because mm. people are not going to be there. They're going to be away. And we have these personal, you know, human trait habits that we do and that overall, um, you know, people are not necessarily available on the weekends, you know, especially in a holiday weekend like this. So they know to do that. And we've seen, you know, timing on phishing attacks and actually coordinated when they happen because they know that it's going to it's going to be there. And, you know, much to your point, <clears throat> they use these, uh, you know, they, they schedule these much like marketing groups and they do A, B campaigns mm. and they figure out what is going to work, what headlines work better, or what subjects work better. There's a lot behind it that a lot of people don't obviously think about. 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So it's kind of like reverse, like uh, whereas newsletter, you're trying to get like people to click on it for attention. It's the same thing. You're trying to get people to click on your email um, for, for attention. So send it at the same time. But also look at times when people are more fatigued or, or they're likely to be distracted. So if you send it on the weekend, it's better to tailor it so it's easily read on a on a mobile device because people are more likely to open it on a mobile device as opposed to their desktop on the weekend or in the evenings or something like that. Yeah, um, and this isn't the first time I've seen something like this happen. Um, I did a talk for a group. It was a, a school district. Um, actually, it was a conglomeration of school districts uh, when ransomware was hitting them really hard a couple of years ago. And uh, what happened with them is they actually had a ransomware attack go off on the weekend before, like, the final exams. And so they locked everything up. Now, these people can't take their finals and, and handle all that stuff, which is going to impact maybe graduation and things like that. So the pressure was really on for the district to try to deal with that. And even though they got some things back up and running, they were still fighting this like six months later with disparate systems over here that weren't quite back up and running the way they were and they weren't able to restore. Yeah. It was a nightmare for these folks. Mm. Exactly, exactly. So uh, so yeah, think about timing, think about times that things go go on. Um, I, and you know, I think it, it also tacks onto the fact that while people are not available during holidays, it's also people aren't completely disconnected either. And, and that's one challenge of being an always on culture that you're always contactable and what have you. And I've seen on Twitter several times some some line managers jokingly talk about their 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 attendee, their their direct report saying, well, so and so is on holiday this week. Maybe I'm just going to get in touch with IT and disable their email for this week to make sure that they actually take a week off. And and I just think, you know, thinking about it, that might actually be a good security, um, you know, trip. So 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 that they don't fall for a ransomware or something or, or a phishing email. Of course, you, you want to have another means to get in touch with them if you really do need them. But, you know, let, let's get them off email. Semaphores or whatever, right? Where you're doing the flags, something. Yeah, yeah. You, you can you can demonstrate for us. <laughs> you you <laughs> pop band count, right? You, you like it. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> good point, though. Very, very good point. Because, yeah, you need that. You need that other way to get a hold of somebody. Um, sometimes that can be a challenge. Um, as a matter of fact, just this week, um, I was presented a media opportunity that didn't necessarily align with everything that I, that I do or we do. Um, and it was a radio interview in, in like, I think it was New York City sort of thing. And, and their speaker fell out. Well, I, I knew the perfect people for this thing. And I started trying to get a hold of them. And I couldn't get a hold of anyone. My, my contact was on vacation. And so I started barraging like every direction I could, you know, uh, Twitter, uh, you know, Facebook messages, whatever I could. And I found that it was actually kind of hard to get a hold of them. Now it ended up, um, they found it and they ended up doing the interview and it was all worked out. But I was like, I was thinking, you know, we're so used to having immediate responses and, and connections to people that when it doesn't happen, kind of standing there going, I don't know what to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> if the internet went down, we would be isolated. We'd be like, oh my God, we've got no one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. What? There's no DoorDash. I'm going to starve. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. We're so, we're so used to that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, moving on to a very different story about ransomware. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Now, I, I know we, we try not to duplicate the story. 
But I, I saw this story. It's in Bleeping Computer. Uh, Netwalker ransomware hits uh, Pakistan's largest private power utility in Karachi. And I thought this was interesting because for a lot of people, when you think of digitally connected infrastructure and targets, you don't think of countries like Pakistan and whatever, because you probably think that they're, they're still using off-grid systems and what have you. But I think it's a really good reminder that no matter where you are in the world, no matter what level of advancement or, or your GDP is or what have you, nearly everyone is dependent on some form of, they're increasingly more dependent. And, and actually looking into this, you can see uh, in some of these countries, in, in some uh, Asian countries, in uh, African countries, they've, they've actually been early adopters on a lot of things prior to, uh, to, to the West, just because there wasn't the traditional like cable laid out, so they had to adopt mobile quicker, they had to adopt more forms of payment and, and all that kind, kind quicker. So um, it is, it, I, I suppose it's more of a good reminder that you, you can't discount the, the value of it. And, and I think this is where, where you take a step back and think, you know, you can't have the, the number of, you know, not everywhere in the world is going to have highly skilled security professionals. But what you can have is good products designed with security in mind from the beginning and then the awareness of how important security is and, and to secure it properly. Because uh, th there is a, a big cultural thing. Um, many years ago, I, I, I visited Pakistan and one of my friends, he worked for a large uh, mobile phone provider there. Uh, he, he was like a project manager and he invited me into his office one day and I went and, and saw him and hung out. And uh, people were very casual about sharing passwords in the office. And, uh, you know, so someone was logging on to something and he needed an admin thing. So he asked the person a few desks up, says, oh, give me your password. And he said, like, here's your password. And here's my password. And then I think he even left his phone with him and like, you know, this is my pin number if so-and-so called them and what have you. And uh, and I was there like mortified. I was like, oh my God, how's this happening? And, and my friend was like, yeah, we this is just the culture. We're very trusting. We, 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 we don't have that very... In fact, he was looking at me and saying, like, you guys are very selfish and individualistic. I said, maybe, but there's security as well. You, I said, if I said if, if someone does something wrong, how do you know who does it? Like, are you going to blame the person who was the account holder? He's going to say, well, he borrowed it from me. And he's going to say, well, I don't know. I told three other people about it. Uh, and he jokingly said, yeah, we'll just slap him until the truth comes out. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I ran into something sort of similar Um just recently, I was buying a part for uh, for my car, and uh, I went over to the manufacturer. They happen to be local, so I went to pick it up. And as I'm going in there to pick it up, um, it, it's somewhere that normally does mail order, so they don't have like a showroom or anything like that. But uh, you know, you can pick up locally, anyways. So I'm in there, and, and the guy's like trying to pull up my order, uh, which I had ordered previously, uh, so that I can pay for it. And he's over on someone else's computer and he's, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm logging in as so-and-so and, and, I, and I'm not, it's just not working on this computer logged in as him. So, so I'm going to go over to, to so-and-so's other computer and log in as them and pull it up. And I was just like, this is my morning off. I was like, I'm just <laughs> not going to do this today. It's just, I mean, it was obvious to me that everybody knew everybody else's passwords and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, there's some times where you just kind of go, okay. You know, but it's a manufacturing, essentially a manufacturing um, organization. And so, 
you know, coming out of that, I used to work at 130,000 square foot under roof manufacturing organization. I get the mindset behind that. And you're right. It's all about getting stuff done. And they don't necessarily think about the uh, the security implications of that. But it did. It, I kind of left there with a little bit of a twitch thinking about that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you, you remind me of like uh, a friend of mine. He's a driving instructor. And uh, a while back, he was teaching someone who's... Uh, who's a police officer. So he was teaching a police officer to drive. And I know I, that that was exactly my initial reaction. But apparently, he's a young guy. He, his first job was in, in, in the police force and what have you. So he's working there. And they stop off at a big superstore just for refreshments or something and what have you. And they're leaving. And they're, they're getting into the car. And there was some homeless guy or something, or I don't know, some some druggy or something, and he started kicking off with someone over there. And he was like, and there's a bit of like, oh, you know, commotion. And and his pupil, who, who was the police officer, is like, I didn't see that. Let's just get into the car and carry on. He goes, I'll, I'll be filling out paperwork for the rest of the day. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I totally get it. It's my day off. I do not want to get into this today. Yeah. <laughs> and and it sucks, man. But but we are always kind of on to that and we always see that kind of stuff. But, you know, if when you see a culture like that, it's going to be more than just, hey, you know, you guys should probably think about this, this and this. You know, they're they're just going to look at you like you're a moron. And so it's wasted breath. It's wasted energy. There's I, I mean, I can't I, I still think about it. And I'm like, man, I, I, I wonder how I could get that message across to them. Right. Um but I know that just saying something then and there, that that wasn't going to do it, right? <laughs> Stop being stupid. Yeah, okay, you can leave without your part. Well, Eric, you know what? Everyone looks at you as if you're a moron regardless of what you say. Uh, you know, uh, I, I have that effect. I, th I find it disarming. Yes. And on that note, <laughs> on that disarming note, we will see you all next week. Stay secure, my friends. Take care. <laughs>